The Bill Shakespeare Project presents This Week in Shakespeare for the week ending Monday, April the 9th, 2018. and welcome to the 195th episode of This Week in Shakespeare, a podcast brought to you by the Bill Shakespeare Project. This is our weekly opportunity to let you know about the latest and greatest in Willie Shakespeare headlines coming at you every Tuesday, except for last week. The goal here is to hit you with a quick blast, no more than 10 minutes tops, of Bard-related news. Plus, we'll try to serve up some historical dates for what were the past seven days of the year. So, this week's news stories included... In an unusual case in the news, the hoax site Snopes.com debunked the repeated story that Shakespeare said that he was always happy because he didn't expect anything from anyone. He didn't say that. The Canberra Times, upon the new production of Antony and Cleopatra by Bell Shakespeare, ran an interesting think piece on slut-shaming, Shakespeare, and the ancient stereotype of the Egyptian queen. American Theater was one of many media outlets that ran the announcement of Oregon Shakespeare Festival's 2019 season, including All's Well That Ends Well, Macbeth, and As You Like It, as well as uh, the first of their Play On initiative, a bilingual version of The Comedy of Errors. The Virginia Gazette ran a piece on the Luminary Digital Media Initiative at the College of William and Mary, which reimagines books as interactive reading apps that can enhance anyone's engagement with classic Shakespearean texts. The National Catholic Register ran a great think piece on Shakespeare and how, they claim, his Catholic views are presented in his works. ABC News in Australia ran a great story on a teacher who says, Shakespeare is intended to be performed and that this is the key to helping students understand the texts. Amen. I hear you. The Washington Post reviewed the novel Macbeth by Joe Nesbo, the latest in the Hogarth series of prose updates of the plays. This one by the Scandinavian crime writer resets the tragedy in 20th century police department. The review calls this the creation of a crack storyteller putting his noir stamp on one of Shakespeare's greatest tragedies. The Independent also reviewed the novel, but not as positively, giving it three of five stars and saying it disappoints. The Irish Times also reviewed it, saying that it lacks the nihilistic thrill of Shakespeare's original. Stark Insider reviewed Timon of Athens by Cutting Ball Theatre, running in San Francisco, giving it five of five stars and saying that this production sears. The San Francisco Examiner also reviewed the production, running through April 29th, calling it timely, and saying that it paints an indelible picture of social inequities in Athens and those in our own. The San Francisco Chronicle also reviewed it, calling the production Fleet. And finally, Cleveland Scene reviewed Macbeth by Great Lakes Theatre, running in Ohio through April the 15th, saying that the production has enough bloodlust and evil to satisfy old Mac friends as well as newcomers. Now let's take a look back on the last seven days and how they relate to Shakespearean history, both his and the history in his plays. On April the 3rd, 1367, Henry Bolingbroke was born. He would usurp the throne from Richard II and was crowned Henry IV. He was also the father of Henry V. He appears as a character in Richard II as well as both parts of Henry IV. On April 4th, 1406, King Robert III of Scotland died. 
He was one of the kings in the lineage between Banquo, a character in Macbeth, and James I of England, if you believe the story. On April 5th, 1603, James VI of Scotland left Edinburgh, Scotland for London to become James I of England. He had been proclaimed King of England less than two weeks earlier on the day Queen Elizabeth I died and would arrive in London on May 7th and be crowned on July 25th. On April the 6th, 1199, King Richard I, Lionheart, died and his younger brother John was crowned King of England. John is, of course, the reigning monarch in the play of the same name. On April 7, 1928, American actor James Garner was born. No, he was not known for Shakespeare, but he did get rid of his Oklahoma twang by reciting Shakespeare on the beach under the tutelage of Charles Lawton. He would have made a hell of a Petruchio. April the 8th, 1991, is the day the Paul Rudnick written comedy drama I Hate Hamlet debuted in New York City, where it ran for 88 performances. April the 9th was a busy, busy day. In 1413, Henry V was coronated as King of England. Seventy years later, in 1483, Yorkist King Edward IV died, leaving the throne to his son Edward V, who would never be crowned, as he would be taken to the Tower of London and then disappeared under the orders of Uncle Richard III, if you believe Shakespeare. And in 1898, African-American actor Paul Robeson was born. His portrayal of Othello at the Savoy Theater is said to be one of the greatest in the 20th century. And that was Eureka Shakespeare. have been listening to the Bill Shakespeare Project presentation of This Week in Shakespeare for the week ending April the 9th, 2018. For our blog and previous Twiz episodes, including links to the news stories we've covered, as well as the real Bill Shakespeare Project podcast, check us out at thebillshakespeareproject.com. And we'll catch you next week. Shakespeare fans, need a poster to hang in your room? Teachers, Need some nifty handouts for your students to peruse as you introduce them to the bard? Or are you just in the mood for some printable versions of some of the cool infographics found on this website? Well, regardless of how you answered those questions, I've got a scratch for that itch, a solution for that problem. Check out the Bill Shakespeare Project page on the Teachers Pay Teachers website. You can find character maps for Romeo and Juliet and Julius Caesar previewing the characters and their relationships to one another. I've also got geographical maps so your students can wrap their heads around travels within the plays Troilus and Cressida. Yes, even TNC get some love. All's well that ends well as well. See what I did there. Plus Pericles and Othello. There's also handouts on the so-called history in Macbeth and Julius Caesar, time in Romeo and Juliet, and violence in Titus Andronicus. Also, you'll find entire packets of handouts for both King Lear and Macbeth, including scene-by-scene timelines and the interactions as well as relationships between the characters. And I'll be adding even more soon. Plus, this is where you can find the printable version of the new and improved periodic table of Shakespeare. Some of these are for free, and some are for purchase, but all can be found on the Bill Shakespeare Project page on TeachersPayTeachers.com. Oh, And if you want to purchase a pre-printed poster-sized version of that periodic table, well then head on over to the Bill Shakespeare Project page on redbubble.com. Links to both of these sites can be found in the left-hand margin of this website. (laughs) 